In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Yeah, I come from the school of Tupac. I'm around. You don't want to what? That's me. Tell I'm not your average Negro. Hold up. Ted, I want to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep it real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough here. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. What's happening, everybody? This is Tesla Figaro, the host of Straight Shot, No Chaser on the Black Effect Podcast Network. 
I am here to do a recap of the news this week. If you have not been listening to me live on The Breakfast Club, please make sure that you do. I do the news every day at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can always go back and listen to it again on uh, the iHeartRadio podcast and listen to The Breakfast Club. You can check it out on YouTube. But there I, you know, I've been delivering the news for about 60 days plus. I don't have a lot of time to get into the headlines. Uh, so I want to use my podcast as a way and, and, and like I've been doing over the last couple of weeks, a way to get a little bit deeper into the stories that I cover and even allow you guys time to give feedback. Now, uh, I've been doing that one or two ways. Uh, typically, I go Instagram live. You can follow me on Instagram at Tesla Figaro. And there I do the news live or, or the recap live, if you will, recording the podcast. And I take your comments. I, I look at what you say and and look at, you know, uh, the different comments. And I try to, you know, plug that into the podcast in real time as I'm recording. Also, you can follow me on my YouTube page. I do that as a backup. So just in case I'm in Instagram jail, which I've been in several times <laughs> over the years, make sure you follow me on Instagram under Straight Shot No Chaser. And sometimes I also do it on Twitter. Uh, I record my podcast live on Twitter space. You can follow me there at Tesla Figaro. And a couple of weeks ago, I actually took some of your calls. So I will probably probably continue to do that from time to time. The moral of the story is I love going over the news that I covered for the week. But I want to give you an opportunity to give me some feedback and me to uh, give a little bit more commentary of things that I were not able to cover on The Breakfast Club, in addition to everything else that's happening in the world. So with that said, uh, today is Thursday, June 1st. Uh, I was waiting. Uh, this podcast went out a little bit uh Late today, uh, I drop every Thursday, but this was not in your inbox first thing this morning because I wanted to wait to see what was happening with uh, the debt uh, ceiling uh, bill. And so they passed that on last night. And I wanted to give you an update because I know there was a lot of questions on what's happening uh, with food stamps and how is that changing? Because a lot of folks, uh, you know, do depend on uh, food stamp assistance. And so I wanted to make sure uh, that I was able to give you an accurate update. So that is the reason why you didn't have it first thing uh, this morning, but you will certainly shout out to my producer, Dwayne, who always has a fast turnaround. You will definitely have it in your inbox here shortly. Well, you have it in your inbox now. If you're listening, it's actually in your inbox now. So what the hell am I talking about, Tesla? Okay, so let's talk about the House bill and and raising the debt. Now, just in closing, uh, or, or simply, let me just kind of give it to you in simple terms. Uh, the House of Representatives, they passed a bipartisan bill to suspend the debt ceiling. Uh, again, they had to overcome a lot, a lot of opposition from conservatives and liberals. You know, people are never happy on one side. One is always going to be upset with the other. They're never going to be satisfied. And that is how it's supposed to go. You know, you should always, like you hear me say, push the line politics until something happens. A lot of folks get upset with me. Oh, Tesla, you're never happy. Oh, Tesla, you always ask for more. Right. That is the whole point of having a legislative body to continue to push and push and push until you get to a perfect society. And guess what? There will never be a perfect society. So that means that we're always pushing. So with that said, President Biden and Republican Speaker Kevin McCarthy, they sat down and decided to negotiate how they wanted uh, this thing to go. And they were able to come up with something that, uh, you know, a lot of folks do seem fair, seem to be pretty, uh, pretty fair. But of course, uh, you're always going to have progressives who are going to always challenge the moderate Democrats. We'll get to that in a second. And also Republicans who are always going to challenge any time uh, the debt ceiling has been raised, because as you know, Republicans and conservatives, which can sometimes be two different things, they are always about less debt 
um, opposed to spending. So, but it did clear uh, bipartisan 314 to 117. So we can pretty much say that that was pretty, you know, overwhelmingly uh, bipartisan. It will now go to the Senate. Uh, and just so that you guys know, if this did not pass, uh, it was uh, basically going to cut government services. Uh, it could have possibly halted uh, payments to 67 million Social Security beneficiaries. Uh, just one week of this alone could have caused one millions in one million jobs to be lost. Uh, the interest rate would have jumped to five percent. Uh, and the market, it would have caused market panic, political instability and long term effects. Now, as a side note, this would not have caused I know many of you have heard about government shutdowns and federal employees uh, not having their jobs. This would have not uh, caused a shutdown in that way. Uh, this was something a little bit different. Uh, and so I wanted to point that out, but it certainly uh, would have and could have affected many of us in our everyday life. So let me get to the food stamp benefits, because that was what, you know, a lot of people had questions on. And in short, uh, the current law requires uh, able body adults. That means people who are able to go to work between the ages of 18 and 49 without dependence. Um, there's been a lot of misinformation and a lot of uh, folks just didn't know that when you hear, oh, they're canceling food stamps, you're not hearing that they're talking about people that do not have dependents. So that means people with no kids and are able to go to work. Well, right now they are already required to work 80 hours a month. Again, they are already required to work 80 hours a month. So this pro this change really just bumps it up from 49 to 59. So it's not a big change uh, in, in age, uh, but it's basically just bumping it up a little. And um, it's basically saying that if you want to receive a SNAP benefits for more uh, than three months within a three year period, you need to either be working or or going to some type of training. And again, that is already in place. So it just bumps it up to 54 years of age to 2025. Now, the Democrats were able to uh, negotiate saying, you know, we wanted to go back down to 49 after 2025. So even um, with this new age bump, it will go back down to 49 after 2025. And that's something I did not have a chance to mention on The Breakfast Club because uh, so that you guys know, time radio is all about time. So in the six o'clock hour, we have a very short window of time that I can get information out. So I don't ha have time to go into all of the details. And that's why you're here uh, listening to it on Straight Shot No Chaser, uh, where I have an, an, an unlimited amount of time to kind of get into the details. So I did want you guys to know that, that it will go back down to 49 after 2025. And Democrats were also able to negotiate uh, benefits to make sure that veterans, homeless people and young people that are aging out of foster care uh, to be excluded from the work requirements. So um, that is a really good thing. And Democrats are able to get that done. Now, what uh, is so interesting is the work requirements will actually cost more over time. So Republicans are saying, hey, that kind of backfired. Here we are trying to save money by requiring work requirements, but now it's actually going to cost us money. Um, the reason why is because, again, the Democrats were able to negotiate deals uh, for those who are more vulnerable, vulnerable 
uh, in our society. But Speaker McCarthy says that, hey, come holler at me in a year and you'll be able to see how we save money. Basically, he's saying it's going to come out in the wash uh, because more people will be working. So time will tell to see you know, what that looks like. But as it stands now, uh, some Republicans are not happy about that at all. Now, progressives, you may have heard progressives making a lot of noise. You may have heard of uh, the squad, you know, AOC and uh, Representative Jamal uh, Bowman, Representative Cori Bush, Barbara Lee. Well, Barbara Lee, she's not a part of the squad, but you may have heard a lot of the squad members say, you know, we don't uh, this bill is not a good thing for progressives. And we're we may not give you the vote. We had talked about that on The Breakfast Club. Of course, they always do. But again, it is a negotiation process. And they have went on record to say this is a nightmare for progressives uh, because it restricts non-defense spending. Uh, It greenlights a fossil fuel project and it ends the pause on student loan payments. So I'm sure by now uh, you have heard over and over and over about canceling student debt. And so since that wasn't able to happen, uh, President Biden did uh, cancel loan payments as we came uh, during COVID and as we came out of COVID. And so this is now canceling that uh, the pause on the student loan payments. So folks are going to have to get back uh, to paying their student loans. And so we can pretty much assume it's safe to say uh, that canceling student debt will be another factor uh, that they will be pushing President Biden to do as he runs for reelection. Now, the problem with that is they, uh, no one will be running against Joe Biden. So who's going to push him to uh, cancel student debt if there's no one running? So that's one of the issues that progressives have as well when they say, well, you know, nobody's running against President Biden. So a lot of times folks, when people are running, they they know they don't have a chance in hell to win. Um, but they do that to uh, force the candidate to have to listen to another uh, position and hopefully they adopt some of those positions, which ultimately they do. And a lot of times they still don't do what they're supposed to do, i.e. President Biden. But uh, it is still a part of the process. So I'm wondering, you know, what that's going to look like with pushing him to do something, do more on student loans since now a progressive uh, will not be running. Of course, you still have Robert Kennedy. Uh, that said it'll be running junior, uh, Marianne Williamson. But let's just keep it real. You know, they're not even considering them uh, factors. Uh, they're, in fact, considering them a non-factor. So I don't know how much power uh, they will have uh, to be able to sway to get President Biden to do more. Now, progressives also say that the work requirements, uh, it has been proven that that has uh, little to no benefit on getting people back to work because there's so many things involved besides just telling people, hey, you need to go work. In fact, they say it does the opposite um, because uh, depending upon uh, the person's circumstance and the reporting uh, uh, methods, if you're working, you know, a position that doesn't report, doesn't report on time, uh, you know, that type of thing, it causes you to lose those benefits and have to start the process all over again. So there's some data that says, you know, the work requirements are not what they appear to be. So that was one of their concerns. And so they went on record with that. Now, there was some progressives uh, that did vote no. I want to give you a few of them. I mentioned a few on The Breakfast Club, but uh, again, uh, the podcast is a chance to go a little bit more into detail. And so I just want to name a couple of names of those that did hold the line. Now, guys, they were able to hold the line because they said, you know, hey, they have enough votes for it to pass. So it's certainly not stopping anything, but they wanted to go on record to say that they opposed it. And so that's always important, too, because when candidates are running for office and you go back and you say, did you vote for this? You vote for that. Why did you vote for it? Uh, We saw that with, uh, you know, the crime bill is is, as an example uh, with Bernie Sanders. He said he voted for it because he wanted he didn't want to vote against. Um, 
uh, violence on women. And that was a part of that bill. So how you uh, vote on something, you know, matters, especially when you, uh, you know, when folks bring up your past record. So I'm going to list a couple of people that you may recognize um, as either, you know, from the squad or people, uh, you know, been kind of popular on the progressive side. Uh, so Representative uh, Jamal Bowman from the Democrat from New York, he did go on record to say he did not support this. Representative Cory Bush uh, went on record. Uh, also, uh, Representative Yvette Clark from New York, you may recognize her. Uh, also, Representative Jasmine Crockett uh, from Texas. Uh, she is new and uh, you may have seen her. She was a part of the a lot of the. Um, the walkouts that was happening in Texas, and you may have seen her a lot uh, as a, a rising star, if you will, uh, in the Democrat Party. Uh, see, you may see her a lot on MSNBC. Uh, also, a couple of other names uh, that you may uh, recognize, obviously, the Progressive uh, Caucus Chair, uh, uh, Representative Jayapal. Uh, she also went on record. Representative Rokana, uh, the Democrat from California, you may see him a lot on TV. He does quite a bit on MSNBC and Fox News, actually. It's one of the few that will actually go on Fox News. He wanted to go on record as being against this as well. Uh, Representative Barbara Lee, you know, also went on record uh, in California um, as someone that, uh, you know, is against this. And as a side note, Representative Barbara Lee, you know, uh, if Senator Feinstein resigns, uh, from Senate, I know they are looking to hopefully uh, appoint a representative Barbara Lee or she will run uh, for that seat. Now, she will run if Feinstein um, decides not to run for reelection, which she's already said that she's decided not to run for reelection. But if she resigns, then Barbara Lee will be put in that position or where they're pushing for Barbara Lee to be put in that position, because as it stands uh, now that uh, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, then Senator uh, Harris was the only black woman in the Senate. And so uh, they are pushing for that to say that they need another one. Also, Representative Gwen Moore uh, from Wisconsin, she also went on record against it. And AOC did as well. Representative uh, Katie Porter, uh, that's also somebody that's very vocal. Representative Presley um, is another uh, squad member that you may recognize. Uh, Representative Rashida Tlaib um, from Detroit also went on record uh, against it as well. So uh, there were a lot of, you know, progressives again. Um, those were the ones that, you know, just kind of stood out to me. But, they, you know, obviously there were more. You can certainly look that up online to see, you know, who went against it. And, and as expected, you know, a lot of Republicans went against it as well. So if you're interested in seeing who on the Republican side uh, voted against it, take a look at that. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is gonna make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. 
Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. It's interesting, uh, Manchin, this is something that he did not um, vote against. And, you know, he's pretty moderate when it comes to debt. So it's interesting to see that he went along with this as well. So uh, that is uh, pretty much what you need to know about food stamps and, you know, what that's looking like. Now, it's going to go to the Senate. Um, uh, I do believe they're going to vote for it. Uh, but uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren have made it known that they are not a fan of this bill as well. And so uh, I believe their support or or them being vocal was pretty much to get the House members to vote against it, to go on record. Uh, but the Senate, you know, obviously is so tight. Uh, I, it's going to be interesting to see uh, if they uh, go against that. When is their turn to vote? You know, they, they have a thing about having the, the House do all the dirty work, you know, good cop, bad cop. And then when it's time for them to vote, 
Um, they they don't hold the line. And sometimes it's because they can't because of numbers. And sometimes it's just because it is what it is. They just don't hold the line. So um, there were a couple of other stories uh, that we covered uh, this week. And I won't go through every single one, but just a few uh, other ones um, that, you know, I think you may find uh, interesting. Uh, the Uganda president that signed the anti-gay law, uh, that did a lot of numbers yesterday. You guys really tapped in on that on both Instagram and YouTube. I think we had almost 2,000 comments on the Breakfast Club YouTube page. We normally average from 500 to 1,000. So uh, for it to be almost 2,000 com- uh, comments, people really felt a way about this. And so uh, the president of Uganda signed a punitive anti-gay bill on Monday that calls for life imprisonment for anyone that engages in gay sex. Uh, Now, breaking that down, that's anyone who tries to have same sex relationship could be liable for up to a decade in prison. And the law also includes the death penalty for anyone convicted of aggravated homosexuality. Now, aggravated homosexuality is a term defined as acts of same sex relations with children, disabled people, those carried out under threat or while someone is unconscious. And it also includes someone having sex uh, knowingly having HIV. Um, So. Uh, that can be, uh, again, the death penalty and the offense of attempted aggravated homosexuality carries a sentence of up to 14 years. Now, I pose the question out to the family to say, do you think that uh, America should stay out of Uganda's business? And I can pretty much say overwhelmingly people said, you know, people need to stay out of Uganda's business and focus on America. And the reason why I said that is because President Biden uh, did make a statement saying that the it was a tragic violation of universal human rights and uh, that if, uh, you know, this is something that uh, I guess they're going to continue doing, which they've already done it. The law is already into effect, uh, but they are looking at what they can do to um, basically go beyond just condemning it, which means they're going to evaluate the implications of this law on all aspects of U.S. engagement with Uganda. Uh, it says uh, President Biden said they're considering additional steps, including the application of sanctions and restriction of entry into the United States against anyone involved in serious human rights abuse or corruption. So it's going to be interesting to see if the U.S. Um, intervenes. A lot of you, at least in the sample that we put out, have said, hell no, that ain't the way America need to fix its own problems. And then there were some that said, no, you know, this is a human rights issue. And if America doesn't step up, then who will? It's also interesting that Ted Cruz uh, said that, you know, this is an abomination. Uh, He they ripped him from one side to the other. You know, conservatives, uh, most conservatives uh, pretty much agree uh, that, you know, uh, sex and marriage should be uh, between a man and a woman. And so they reminded him that homosexuality is actually the abomination. And many of them said that even though, you know, homosexuality is a sin, they do not believe that the death penalty should happen. And then honest with you, some people, uh, you could tell that they kind of didn't care how it went. Um, And you could tell in those responses to him under Twitter. So, uh, you know, but he did go on record to say that it was grotesque and an abomination. And he said that all civilized nations should join together in condemning this human rights abuse. And again, uh, if you want to go see what folks said about that, go see it. But now, uh, you know, he was supporting it. But liberals were calling him a hypocrite as well. So it seems like Ted Cruz couldn't win for losing on this position. Uh, They said he was a hypocrite because just last year he said that uh, the U.S. Supreme Court was clearly wrong for legalizing same-sex marriage. So, you know, I asked you, can you be against same-sex marriage 
in the Constitution, but not believe that somebody should get the death penalty for who they have sex with. I do believe that you can have two different opinions about that. Uh, two things can be true at the same time. I'm not a fan of uh, Ted Cruz, so that statement's not about him. But just those that I, I see in the conservative movement that say, you know, I don't believe that the law uh, should uh, recognize same-sex marriage. Uh, there are some that say the law shouldn't recognize it at all. There are some that say they shouldn't recognize it on the federal level with the Supreme Court. And then there are some that say, let that be a state decision. I don't believe the federal should recognize it, but I believe it should be a state uh, law. Not me, but, you know, telling you that's their position. Let each state decide uh, what they should do. So it appears uh, that uh, Ted Cruz is saying that, you know, Although he is against legalizing same sex, uh, he is not for people getting the death penalty. But of course, liberals under his pay under his Twitter basically said he was full of shit and they're not buying it. Uh, and so there's that. So thought that was really interesting. Hit me up on Instagram and go under the um, the post that I made about it. If you want to uh, discuss it with other folks and kind of see where they are, uh, please do hit me up on Instagram. Another story I covered this week uh, that seemed to, you know, uh, generate a lot of conversation is how people are, you know, going back to community college and saying, you know, I don't want to pay again, going back to the the point about uh, student debt and how much, you know, people are paying for student debt. Uh, now, community college enrollment rose 0.5 percent this spring. This is the first time that it rose in over a decade. Um, and so people are saying, hey, you know, I'm going to go get 40, 60 hours, get all of my core classes out at at community college and either uh, get a trade at community college or transfer to a four-year uh, university. I did myself. I got about 40 to 60 hours at community college. Saved me a lot of money. I didn't go into debt until I transferred uh, to the University of North Texas. I did community college at Collin County Community College, and uh, the debt didn't happen until I went to the four-year university. And then I had to go online because I had to move out of state. Uh, and take some online courses. And that really raised the debt up because, again, these online institutions, they know that, you know, you want to get your degree. You would prefer to be at the traditional four year university. And so there's been a lot of predatory um, issues with that. In fact, uh, several schools, including University of Phoenix, uh, have had lawsuits on predatory lending because they're playing off the fact that if I am, you know, working and trying to raise a family and finish my degree, and rather than not get a degree, I have to go online and, you know, they're they're preying upon folks uh, in that way. So there's been a lot of lawsuits with that. Look into that as well and see if you qualify, because I know there was a certain period of time um, that folks uh, that went to those schools uh, have uh, been able to get uh, some of their money back, and particularly with University of Phoenix. So uh, these students are saying the financial pressure is one. But then also I didn't get a chance to talk about it on The Breakfast Club there are also some folks that said they don't want to deal with all of the wokeism that's going on in um, the colleges now. Now, again, I take that with a grain of salt uh, because when I read that it did come from a conservative outlet. And of course, you know, uh, they're always each side, both Democrats and Republicans, conservative and liberals. They always want to point out the things that uh, best aligns with their messaging. Uh, but there, I did see some reports of people saying, you know, we don't want to be there with all the wokeness and the liberals taking over the university. Don't know how true that is. But again, just giving you the news. I didn't create it. I'm just delivering it to you. Uh, but overall, I think the main reason is uh, people want to pursue work sooner, want to get in the workplace sooner, want to have money sooner. And so they're taking up trades like computing, mechanics, catering, transportation and other practical fields. So the bottom line is students want more jobs, more money. This is something that always wears me, even with my daughter. She I mean, she just got a job 
this week. Uh, she hasn't even turned 16 yet. She worked last year when she hadn't turned 16, and she is just so anxious to work. And I, I salute that. I was the same way. I started working at 10 years old. Uh, but I do notice it delayed my college career a lot because I worked first and I went to college on the side. Now, that's not going to happen with my baby because she is definitely going to college full time if I got to drag her kicking and screaming. But I do know what that taste is. You get that little taste of independence and the money and a lot of people get distracted and never pursue uh, higher education. And then later down the road, uh, they regret it. So just be mindful, you know, as you're chasing the bag, look at all of your options. I always, you know, if you can do both at the same time, do it. If you can do a trade and still get three hours here and there and, you know, take it slow. If it takes you five years, eight years, 10 years, do it. By all means, education is still a good thing. And there's sometimes when you need it. It's not necessarily that you need the degree. You know, a lot of people don't actually use their degree. But this is me putting my staffing cap on. You know, I for those of you who don't know, I worked at the first and third largest staffing firm in the world, Robert Havana Deco, and I own my own staffing firm in Orlando, uh, the Allied Group, which we had over 300 employees. And I can tell you that a lot of jobs still require college degrees. They still require it like it is a high school diploma at this point because now so many people have it. And it's not that they're looking for the discipline of the degree, you know, whatever it is that you studied in, but they are wanting to know, can you complete a task from beginning to end? Can you can you complete something for four years? Um, it's a level of accomplishment. So just be aware of that as we're having this conversation to go to trade, 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 trade. Be aware that in corporate America, most jobs, quite a few jobs still require a college degree. So if you can do both, do both. That's always my answer. I believe we can have a lot of the things that we want. We just maybe can't have it all at the same time. It may take you longer to get your career popping. It may take you longer to get your degree. But if you can do a little bit of everything, and that's why when people tell me, oh, it seems like you work a thousand jobs. Well, that's because I have worked a thousand jobs. Even when I was running a staffing firm, I still was doing my political work. I still was sitting on two and three boards for free as a volunteer. I still was mediating for free. I still was doing those things because I understood that that knowledge, that resume, that receipt would come in handy. So if you can squeeze in a little bit, you know, do it. Don't just do one or the other. But again, always be aware of your bandwidth. Always be aware of what you can handle. But do not look at it as a failure if you do not do something by a certain age. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, 
a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Uh, there was another story that folks uh, kind of go back. I'm just going to say it quickly. The white uh, a law- a lawyer that uh, snatched off the black woman's wig in New York. Uh, go look at that on TikTok. You can see it on TikTok, Instagram. It, it kind of went viral everywhere. And he lost his job. Anthony Orlich lost his job for snatching off her wig. You can clearly see that he was drunk. But what will make him grab her wig and just snatch it off? Uh, she's lucky he didn't get fired on. And what I mean by that, for those of you that don't know, fire don't mean hit in the mouth. Uh, so he has lost his job. You play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. Some of you said, oh, what does it have to do? He was off work. Well, attorneys have a, a moral standard that they are held to. And so that is one of those jobs that, yes, they will look at what you do outside of that. And so they decided uh, to go ahead and fire him. And shout out again to the Instagram or the TikTok or the Internet detectives, if you will. Well, one thing social media know how to do and that's track somebody down. Boy, y'all love canceling somebody. I sure wish y'all would track down these politicians, though. I'm just going to say that as a side note. I wish, you know, people would get a million views for this policy and, you know, track down a lot of these people that you actually pay. 
and make them lose their job uh, for the things that they don't do. So, again, if we could have the same energy that people have with tracking them down and emailing the job and demanding action be taken, wouldn't it be a beautiful thing if you did the same thing with your elected official? If I could get you to track them down and track the bill, there's actually something online called a bill tracker uh, that allows you to track bills, see where they go, and then email them obsessively and say, hey, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, we're going to take your job. We're going to run somebody against you or we're going to put you out. Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing instead of just posting and saying, well, I'm not going to vote? Wouldn't it be a beautiful thing if we had the same energy? Imagine what type of policy that could be done. You know, I always talk about push the line politics until something happens. And that is a part of the process, actually doing the work and saying, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, we're going to run somebody against you. We're going to get a candidate. I don't believe of getting out of the voting process because that does nothing at all. There's always more people that vote that do not vote. So you're not scaring them when you say that. In fact, you're making it easy as hell. People that don't understand how on the ground ground operations work. They do not understand that people that fall out of the process, it makes it easier because now I only have to have 500 people in order to get to vote um, versus if you're running somebody against me, now I'm going to have to have a thousand. So it is really a math game. People that are just talking at the side of their ass, uh, they don't have a clue because they haven't worked a campaign. And they don't understand that that does not help. Uh, it actually, uh, actually, um, uh, that I'm sorry, it doesn't hurt to not vote, but it actually helps the sorry ass candidates get in a lot easier. So I would like to see people actually run for office. Shout out to those of you that came to my training last year, bipartisan training in uh, September in Atlanta. Push the line politics till something happens. We had 300 people come from all over the country. We train candidates, operatives and organizers. I wish I could do it uh, in various states. I did try, guys, but uh, the volume just wasn't there. You know, I can't go around and spend the money on my own dime. So I did have to charge for the class because, again, we have to pay for the class and it just wasn't filling up fast enough. And I just, you know, if you follow me, you guys know I don't do well in marketing things for sale because I feel like I'm bad. I'm begging and I'll never want to be put in the category of grifting because that is not it. I do not make my money off of marketing anything to the public. Uh, but that was in such high demand um, that I wanted to put it out there and give people an opportunity. So when I saw that the demand wasn't there, I gave everybody their money back, 100 percent of their money back, including the fees. And I said, you know what, let me just try to do it. If I can do it at least once a year, at least to 100 people free, we'll do that. Um, and if, you know, there's ever an opportunity where I can do it in another state, cool. But if not, um, I just, you know, it, it people don't have the money. And it was very reasonable, $150 for five classes. I mean, you, you know, people spend $75 for a cooking class. So it wasn't like it wasn't reasonable. You know, that was in person, four online, directly one-on-one -on -one with me uh, and a notebook as well. So, but I just, you know, again, I wasn't with the asking over and over and over. So I'm just going to stick to trying to do it at least once a year. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with that. I'm not an elected official. I don't owe anybody anything. I don't have to do anything. Um, so I'm I'm at peace with it. And and hopefully, um, you know, we can get folks to come to Atlanta, um, you know, to do that. And uh, we'll do that again in September. That's what I'm hoping. So that has been uh, the things that uh, that, you know, I kind of wanted to bring your attention. I also talked about male fertility this week, talked about uh, the councilwoman uh, that found that found her murderer uh, in New Jersey. So go back and listen to that story as well. Uh, she was shot in her SUV around February. And so they were able to get, uh, you know, some closure on that. Some other things that I talked about uh, that you can, you know, catch up on on Tuesday. I'm just pointing it out in case you want to go back on YouTube uh, and check that out. We talked about Ron DeSantis and repealing the First Step Act. I was very vocal in that, saying that he is 
pro-reform because anybody who doesn't want people to get out of prison who are already getting out of prison anyway to not have programs and tools to to help them not go back to jail you are pro-reform so definitely go back and listen to that and you're going to hear me talking about that because if that's something he's going to run on and you can better believe I'm going to be talking about that not only uh, did I help advocate and and work on the First Step Act but I've also uh, with this podcast uh, you guys remember I did a series that went to 500 incarcerated individuals in the prison system and we dealt with religion and mental health and how to work with your probation officer and job interviewing tools and all those good things those are the type of programs that they put uh, in the first step act now my particular program was not a part of that it wasn't paid out of that type of budget i'm just giving you an example those are the kind of things that ron DeSantis is saying that he doesn't want people knowing so i don't give a damn let me say again i don't give a damn if you are a democrat or republican and i want to be clear trumpers because i'm talking about DeSantis does not mean that i'm for your guy trump let me be clear democrats because i'm talking about rosant uh democrats and trumpers i am not doing this to help trump I am talking about the First Step Act and all of the people that it affected and even the people that I know that know people personally that it affected. If you don't know anything about me, you know that mass incarceration is one of my top issues. And this was a really, really big deal. And just to be clear, it had two goals, reduce overcrowded prison population and two, provide those incentives. And no Democrat went on record to vote against this. So do not play the games that I saw some of you playing on Instagram. Oh, yeah, you must be a Republican Trump. No, no Democrat went on record to go against this. So we have to make sure that the lies are just as loud, uh, that the truth is just as loud as the lies. So help me. uh as we continue to advocate for that, we have uh, over a year of lies uh, that will be put out uh, through Republicans running. And let me say this. I put it on my Instagram. Oh, why are you not talking about the Democrats? Well, right now it's about talking about the Republicans because they're the ones that's having an open primary. So I'm going to be spending more time talking about Republicans. And every answer doesn't mean, well, Joe Biden ain't about shit, too. We already know that. I've been on record. We're talking about the Republicans. I'm talking about the main thing, the main thing, the thing that's in front of me. When it's time to talk about the Democrats, we will talk about the Democrats. I will. I've always talked about the Democrats, but I'm not going to do whataboutisms with you guys all year long. I'm talking about the people that are running. We're going to unpack that. And then when it's time in the general, we'll talk about the other ones. But rather than you telling me what to talk about, how about you talk about it? How about you use your platform? How about you educate people instead of telling me what to do? Because I'm going to talk about what I feel like I want to talk about. And that's that. So you've been listening to Straight Shot No Chaser. Thank you for tapping in with me. Just want to do a quick little run through of the front page news to go a little bit more in detail. Again, make sure you listen live every day at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. live on The Breakfast Club. For those of you that don't know, because a lot of people just think, oh, The Breakfast Club is just on YouTube. No, it's not. They're actually in 90 markets on iHeart. So, for example, if you live in Houston, shout out to 93.7. They tweet every day. So if you live in L.A., if you live in Atlanta, you can actually tune your radio station to listen to The Breakfast Club every day. Uh, and check me out at 7 a.m., uh, 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. Eastern. Or you can watch on BET every day at 9 a.m. Eastern or go back to the YouTube and check out. They actually pull out my segment so you can watch my segment. Or watch everything with The Breakfast Club. But if, you, if you're if you here with me, I'm assuming you rock with me. So you can listen to the full segment uh, on YouTube every day and drop down in the comments. Support your girl in the comments. I always appreciate it. And that is that. I will tap in with you guys next week. You've been listening to Straight Shot No Chaser with Tesla Figaro. Peace. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Tesla Figaro and I'd like to 
thank our producer, editor, mixer, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne Nagat. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But But nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.